All right, guys, a lot of dads lose their cool when they're parenting. And we yell because it feels like it's the only way for our kids to listen to us. But we almost always regret it. So if you wish you had a better way to put your foot down, you want to download the new podcast roadmap. We went back, found the 10 episodes that are going to train you to stop losing your temper. You listen to them in order, you let the lesson sink in, and within 10 days, you're going to start to be that calm, level-headed guy that your wife and kids respect. So head to thedurabledad.com backslash roadmap. It's simple to use, it's free, and everyone in your house is going to be better for it. Thedurabledad.com backslash roadmap. This is the Durable Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Tommy Geary. This show will give you the skills and the tools you need to be a rock-solid man for your work, your community, and most importantly, your family. All right, what's up, guys? Episode number four. Today, we are going to talk about how one function of the brain, called confirmation bias, impacts our relationships. Relationships are a huge part of our life. There's actually studies out there that show our relationships determine the quality of our life. When we have higher quality, healthier relationships, we have a higher quality, a healthier life. So we want to be aware of how we're showing up in our relationships and confirmation bias is going to be a big factor in how we're showing up, how we're communicating, how we are connecting and opening up. So by the end of this episode, you'll start to understand the power of our thinking and confirmation bias and how when we allow ourselves to be wrong sometimes, we can start getting exactly what we want out of our relationships. It doesn't sound great to have to be wrong, but all good leaders know that they don't have it all figured out. We have to be wrong sometimes. We have to have some humility to tell ourselves that maybe we don't know it all. Defining confirmation bias. All right, in episode two, I talked about the thinking cycle and how our thoughts directly influence our decisions and the actions that we take in life. All right, so what we want to know about the brain today, what we're going to learn is confirmation bias. It means that we choose to see information that confirms what we already think. An example of this is the weather in Ohio. If you think the weather in Ohio sucks, you're going to notice all the cloudy days. You're going to look at the weather app and take in the cold temperatures and the wind, and you're not going to see the nice weather, the sunny days, the warmer days. It's hard to catch, and because of confirmation bias, we keep subconsciously looking at all the reasons the weather is bad, and then it shows up in our actions. There's a tendency that a lot of people in Ohio don't get outside much in the winter, and they talk to other people about how crappy the weather is. And I'm not trying to dig on the people of Ohio. I live in Ohio, and this isn't everybody. I actually work out with a group of guys that 
are outside every day of the year, hot, cold, rain, or shine. So not everybody in Ohio thinks the weather sucks. I wanted to use this as an example. I thought it was applicable because my wife and I were talking about this confirmation bias, and this just seems to be a good example of it. But when you have this perspective that the weather is bad in Ohio, even when it turns summertime, brains start to think that it's too hot, it's too humid outside, and then we spend more time indoors in the summer also. And the point of this story is to see how our confirmation bias builds up and it creates what we just end up calling our life or our reality. And we don't see that it's our thinking that's creating that reality. And the opposite is kind of the perspective that my wife and I take. There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad gear. And we lived in Colorado for 15 years. We live in Ohio now. And when we moved here, it's really important for us to be outside as much as possible. So we deliberately had this mindset that there's no bad weather, just bad gear. And that allows us to see the sunnier days. When it's 30 degrees out and sunny, we can still say it's beautiful. It's not cold. We just put on the right gear and we get outside. And I'm not trying to brag here. It's just something in my life that I've noticed. My experience of the weather in Ohio is a lot different because I have a different mindset. It's the same weather it's a certain temperature, it's a certain amount of wind, a certain amount of precipitation, and my reality is that the weather's pretty decent here, and we get outside a lot more than someone that has the mindset of the weather sucks and they stay inside a lot more. Same weather, nothing different about the weather, it's the mindset that we create and confirmation bias sets in and creates a different experience. This shows up with our money, with our health habits, and for today, we're going to focus on relationships. And the first one we're going to dive into is at home with our wives. So if you notice that there's some type of conflict in your marriage, let's say you're always talking about who's doing more of the heavy lifting around the house, the chores, kid responsibilities, cooking, cleaning, whatever it is. When we get into that, confirmation bias is going to start kicking in and reinforcing our thinking. We're going to start thinking that we're doing more than our wives, and we're going to see all the things that they're not doing, and we're going to possibly start pointing that out to them, and we're going to keep score in our brain that we'll want to be right and they're wrong. And this confirmation bias of I'm doing more than my wife impacts our relationship, And nobody wants to have bad relationship with their wives, but we get stuck in these thinking cycles because of our confirmation bias. We don't want to have a negative opinion of our wives, but when we're not aware of confirmation bias, it can, it can get real sneaky and start to build up in our heads. And we start to think that, oh, we have a bad marriage. Oh, we don't communicate well. And that's just not true. The power is that we can change that. And I'm going to give you an exercise later to start to change our thinking. We have to just start asking ourselves, what do we want our opinion to be? At work, very similar. Like we assume the worst about an employee. Like pick one employee throughout your career. You've probably had this thought that they're not the right fit for the team. They don't have what it takes. 
And then when they make a mistake or they miss a deadline, confirmation bias is only going to see that as a mistake and that they don't have what it takes. They don't have the skills to perform. Or if that person is in a meeting and they make a new suggestion about maybe a new process or a new way of doing things, our brain's going to go right towards he's not a team player. And it's going to keep compiling evidence to confirm our belief. And the belief gets stronger and stronger that this guy isn't going to be a good employee, doesn't fit on our team. And it's really hard to see ourselves doing this. If we start to notice what relationships are a little rocky, we can start to become aware. So for the employee example, if we assumed positive intent and that when he missed the deadline that there might have been something else going on, we're going to support him a little bit more. We're going to ask questions. We're going to try to coach him up a little bit. We're going to be a better leader. And it's not to say we want to overlook areas of improvement. Confirmation bias has a tendency to be negative. By default, we're already looking for areas of improvement. And we have to be intentional about giving some credit, looking at someone's potential, celebrating wins, championing them, supporting them, encouraging them. There's also confirmation bias on the positive, and I just want to throw this quick example in there to show you the opposite side, which we also have to check ourselves on. Like For me, my daughter's five. She's like the best kid in the world, and I love her so much, and I know like that's my dad mind and my dad brain going to see like how perfect she is. I've noticed that it's hurting my discipline. I've had to Take a look at that confirmation bias of she can do no wrong. I think like, what are my hard stops? What are my boundaries? Well, lying is a boundary. Talking back is a boundary. And if I'm just thinking that she's perfect and there's nothing she can do wrong, when she lies, my brain's going to find evidence that it's okay. She's still young. She's just figuring it out. Or if she talks back, that's so cute. Look at her little attitude. Instead of putting my foot down in those times and reminding myself that it's my responsibility to raise her with a respect for her elders, let's say. And I'm not saying any of these are right or wrong. I'm just giving you my perspective on how my confirmation bias, how I start to notice it and shift it. All right, a quick recap. Confirmation bias. It's our brain's desire to be right all the time. And the longer that we hold our opinions and our thoughts, confirmation bias gets stronger and stronger, and those opinions show up in our actions and become our reality. If we're thinking the worst out of a person, we'll only see the worst, and then we're not going to show up in a place of clear communication and a place of assuming good intent, and it'll damage our relationships. All right, so what our work is here to enhance our relationships, make our relationships a higher quality, is starting to notice our current confirmation biases and shifting them. And our brain is not going to want to. And this is where we have to be willing to be wrong about opinions that we've held. Your relationships are going to get so much better if you assume positive intent and acknowledge that we're not right all the time. And this is hard for dudes sometimes, but if you really want that better relationship and you're tired of 
arguing with your partner or not getting the high quality of performance you want out of your employees, this is the start. It's an exercise that I'm going to give you right now that starts to shift our confirmation bias. It's a Japanese technique called Nyakon, and it's an exercise I use. It's an exercise that I offer a lot of my clients because just by changing our confirmation biases, by changing our mindsets, we can make a better relationship. The other person doesn't even have to change. If we change our thinking, we will have a better quality relationship. So this is how it works. There's three questions that you ask yourself. So you sit down, you type it up, you can write it out. Think about the person that you're wanting to create a better relationship with. And let's say it's your partner or it's that employee at work. And your first question is, what have I received from this person? When we built a negative confirmation bias, we don't look at the gifts, the gestures that those people are giving us. So for our wives, when we answer, what have I received from them? We might see some of the chores that they're doing around the house, or they change their schedule so you could work late one night. If we're thinking about our employee, what have I received from this employee that I'm really struggling with right now? They gave some really awesome feedback on a report. Even if we just point out they show up on time, they're where they're supposed to be, when they're supposed to be, that's a shift in your mindset. And it's going to be a little difficult at first, but the point is to just start shifting our bias. All right, question number two is, what have I given to this person? This is going to be an interesting one to answer. If this relationship is on the rocks and you've had a lot of negative confirmation bias, you might have a hard time coming up with things that you've given to this other person. And if you don't answer anything, that's totally okay. That just makes your brain more aware that like, oh, there's something I can do. Examples of what you could be giving are making good gestures like cooking dinner or running an errand or you planned a fun date night or the effort that you're putting in to be off your phone and present. What have you given to this other person? At the office, maybe there's opportunity to give some positive feedback or explain more clearly what you need. Maybe you give your employee time off one afternoon. Hey, take off early. Whatever it is, what are you giving to the other person? And then the third question is, what trouble and difficulties have I created for this person. How have you given them a hard time? And these seem like you'd be able to figure that out easily if the relationship's not going well, but the brain is still going to look for the reasons it's their fault and the reasons that they're wrong. So for our wives, let's say that we get into an argument, a disagreement, and we decide to shut down, walk away, not repair that causes her difficulty because now she's worrying and having to ruminate on what was going on and the fight is kind of lingering and she stays stressed about that or worried about that. At work, what troubles and difficulties have I caused an employee? Maybe you cause them to stress out by giving them short deadlines. These three questions are going to bring awareness to your current confirmation biases, and just by answering them and considering them are going to start shifting to the person that you're focused on. It's going to start shifting your confirmation bias to whatever person you pick to go through this exercise with. So try it out. 
Recapping confirmation bias is our brain's desire to be right all the time. If we're thinking one way, we're just going to find evidence in the world, act in the world to continue thinking the same way. And the longer we hold these opinions, the stronger they get and they become our reality, what we just call life, unless we're ready to challenge them and be willing to be wrong and be willing to assume good intent from people. To start doing this work, try this exercise. Ask yourself the three questions. What have I received from X person? What have I given to X person? And what troubles and difficulties have I caused them? That's what I got for you guys today. If you want to connect more on relationships and dive into a relationship that you're struggling with, hit me up. You can message me on Instagram at Tommy G Coaching. Find me on LinkedIn, Tommy Geary, or you can head over to my website and reach out that way, tommygcoaching.com. Have an awesome day.